Hey, what's up? This is Chris Ryan. On Mondays and Thursdays, you can find me co-hosting The Watch with Andy Greenwald. We are still cranking it out. We talk about a lot of things in pop culture, music, movies, but most of all, our ever-changing TV landscape. So check out The Watch for recaps of your favorite TV shows, updates on the streaming wars, and recommendations on what to watch because there's a lot to watch on Mondays and Thursdays on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Heineken Silver. People can be hard to please. You take beer to a party and they're all, it's too watered down, it's too boring, or ugh, I drank that back in college. Thankfully, there's new Heineken Silver, a world-class light beer with only 2.9 carbs and 95 calories, and a crisp and refreshing taste to satisfy even your pickiest friend. Finally, Try Heineken Silver today, the world-class light beer with all the taste, no bitter endings. Available at your local Heineken retailer or for delivery at heineken.com slash silver. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Enjoy Heineken responsibly. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. I am sorry to have left you all so hungry for so long, uh, but tracking down my next guest has not been easy, all right? You'd think it was so easy uh, a, a caveman could do it, but um, <laughs> not the case. So I like to think of my podcast as a safe space, all right? Uh, for the free exchange of ideas, a platform for shit talking, but... Most importantly, I've used it quite effectively, might I add, in the past as a location for peace treaties and truces with some of my most hated rivals. All right. First was Wes, then was Devin. I know the one that blew everyone away is when I had Polly Pocket come on last week to talk about to, to, to to mend our fence. But the rivalry I've had with my next guest has not been as well-documented as the others, but has been bubbling beneath the surface like an Ashley Mitchell meltdown or a Josh emotional breakdown. Yeah. (laughs) And you've seen this season that it is still alive and well. So to shed some light on our rivalry and why he has and continues to have trust issues with me, Mr. Corey Wharton. Team blue till I die, baby. I'm blue till I die. What's up, Johnny? What's going on? Not according to not according to the challenge USA, you're not. And uh, my powers of defection. I don't care if you defected me to the red team. I tried to fit in with the red team. It wasn't my vibe. I'm team blue till I die, man. Team blue all the way. And honestly, Johnny, that was the best thing that happened to both of our games, right? And we talked about this, like. 
I know at the time I was like, fuck this dude. Like he really put me in a bad position, but then it was like, I wasn't cool with anybody on the red team. I'm now gaining their trust. They're not like, okay, he's a valuable part of this team. Let's keep him around. And you did the exact opposite with the blue team. No one on the blue team liked you. And then after you competing with them and winning, they're like, Hey, we got to keep them around. So it worked out, man. So thank you, sir. I mean, I'm such a good friend to you, dude. Like literally I put you on a better team. That's what I was thinking. I was just thinking, I was like, even though this man just voted me in, I'm going to do whatever I can to help his game. Even if it means me having to go to the blue team and leave all team red flags behind. Do you want to know really who I felt bad for was Dusty? Because I knew I, I broke your relationship with Dusty. Like, I knew when I came over to the team, he tried to pump me up. He's like, no, Johnny's a legend. Uh, Johnny's great. And he was like, but, you know, you're pretty cool, too. I'm like, bro, what? I know I'm not going to be as impactful as you think Johnny is or whatnot, but... uh I love to see the you and Dusty's relationship, man. It's a beautiful thing, Johnny. It's blossomed, and and we're, we're expecting. I don't know, or I'm sorry, we're not expecting. We just you we one. just added, yeah, we just added to our to our litter. So yep. that's nice, man. Congrats on that to you guys. You know, for you guys to push that out and like go through everything you did. Kudos. We skipped the gender reveal and went straight to the father reveal party. I don't know if you if you caught that, but yeah, it, yeah, it was me. I didn't get the I invite. Am the, well, apparently that's going. Apparently it's in the it's in the it's in the water these days. We're not getting invited to yeah. people's weddings. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So to back up, because again, we kind of touched on it briefly. Uh, the storied rivalry between m- yes. me and you, although it's not, yes. it's weird. It's been there for a long time. Like I said, bubbling beneath the surface, but never really that storied. Although. Kind of like every season dating back to your first season on Bloodlines, it has been, we go in, we are on good terms, and then something happens and Corey tries to get rid of me. I mean, baby, when you got hair like this, you want to be the king, man. Like, I'm coming on young. I know it's your show. All I heard about was bananas, CT, West. Obviously, as a young competitor, like I wanted it to be my show, right? Like this is my chance. Let's make the most out of it. I got to take down the king to be the king. And I'm now 10 years doing this and I still haven't taken the king down. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep trying. I'm going to keep shooting, baby. And until it works, then we're going to keep fighting, man. But it's the weirdest thing, man, because we really do. We get along. Like it's, it's just, it's that damn game show that when you start having to vote people out and like, you know, I'm insecure. I don't have the relationship you and Dusty have. Um, so, so that's I what just, it was. It was Dusty. You were, you were jealous of our relate. That's so that's what it is. That's what it stemmed to is Dusty. Okay. I would look at him every morning. He had a better six pack than me. And, um, and he was closer with you. So, okay. Well, um, then that, then that I could cross about 30 of my questions off the list. Cause you just answered them all right there. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, going back, it's funny, dude. Bloodlines obviously was the first time. Um, then in Invasion, I don't really remember exactly what happened. Vendettas. Final Reckoning, you tried to kill my partner. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, there was cause behind why I tried to kill him. Okay? <laughs> Postigate. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys don't know, go ahead, look it up. Postigate happened. I don't have any bad blood towards Tony, man. I'm, I'm, I hope he could come back because I think Tony's great for the show. And I wish him nothing but the best, man. Hopefully he can come back. Would love to be partnered with him. Total madness. You didn't vote me in. However, 
the one vote that was supposed to send me in, you would have if the votes would have went a certain way. But you were smart. Yeah, yeah. you were yeah. smart. Yep. <laughs> and you yep. waited till the end. You saw where the numbers fell and you were like, all right, not going to say his name. I mean, at this point, I'm about seven seasons in. So I've learned. I've learned what vets do. I mean, I just did it at the last. You know what I mean? On this season, it was like that, too. You got so mad at me, and I love that they played that little violin, and you walked around the house. So I was like, bro, Johnny, I was not the deciding factor. I made sure to vote last on my team to put myself in a better position, a good old classic vet move, and I couldn't persuade anybody. You You saw what people were trying to do. I did. I did. And listen, to your credit, I get it. Like, Corey, you've, you play, I think, again, a very underrated social game because you're not somebody that's out there banging the drum. You're not Wes that's going around taking credit for things that he had absolutely nothing to do with. I'd rather not take the credit. That's my move. It's like when I know what's going down, I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm gathering the numbers on the low. I'm like a low key player to some degree. And so um, it doesn't always get showed like that, but, and I think our games are so different that it's great to just see like how different my game is from your game, how different your game is from West, you know, but yet it's the three legends from the challenge going on CBS and kind of turning it into our own. So I was, I was exactly. And that was my, I think here's how you and I, differ in the game as well. Okay. I don't have like pregnancy tests are not my kryptonite. You see they, yeah, yeah. You see, that's where you we know differ. what I mean? Yeah. I think that's your biggest rivalry. I think your biggest rivalry is a pregnancy test or my biggest blessing. Well, it depends on how you look at it. Cause I or wasn't your in biggest a, blessing. Wasn't in this type of house back when I didn't have kids. So, <laughs> Um, no, no, no. You were, you were living in an apartment with Mitch and he was selling camelbacks. Yeah, we were. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. So I see it when I come in, when I come onto the challenge and especially this season, I saw it as damn dude, like you just said, this is our opportunity to basically come on to a show, somebody else's show, you know, it's called the challenge. Make no mistake. That was not our show. No. And mm-hmm. make an impression and basically steal it from them. Okay. And I saw going in our best opportunity to do that. And the best storyline for us to do that is for us to go in, band together. You know, we're going in the underdogs outnumbered and kind of like stick it to them. Almost like a David and Goliath situation. I felt we were on the same page coming in. And then that just went sideways once, you know, the blue team applied a little pressure. That heat on the back of my neck got tired some, dude. I was going through it. I haven't played a rookie game in a very long time, and I know you haven't. So to walk into this house, Johnny, I would have conversations with people, and it was like talking to a wall. Like, I would talk to them, and I'm like, I know they want to vote me out. Like, I'm having this whole talk, but I can see right through them, and I'm like, all right. We are clearly outnumbered. I mean, they wanted it to be me and you down there when it was you and Pauly or like Tori and John A. They just wanted two vets down there. And, you know, you got to maneuver, man. You got to maneuver. I know you were upset at that move, but sometimes you got to open the gates a little bit. I think I showed some of the rookies to seize fire on me. If you're going to go for a vet, go for the top dogs. You know, that's kind of the card I played. How does, let me ask you this. Yeah. How does Fessy always manage? To just, I don't know, by nature of doing absolutely nothing, saying absolutely nothing, but being arguably one of the most dominant competitors there. How, 
how does this guy always just it's that mix it's that navigate mix his right way there. out it's the mix of nobody on our show wants to go into elimination burst fest right i mean because we don't know what the eliminations are going to be you never know what it could be i mean fest is probably the most athletic on the show so it's just, and then he's quiet on top of that. He doesn't really do Wait, too is much. Is he athletic so I, or is he somewhat athletic? I think he's somewhat athletic. And I think you can pick up the merch at bananas.com. <laughs> something along those lines. And how much of him totally being on board with sending me in was because I made that, those t-shirts on Rider Dies and sold them in his honor. You started the podcast saying how, oh yeah, you use this to cease fire, this and that. That's where this backfired because this man said, I heard your podcast. You were talking all this shit. You made this T-shirt. I'm going for bananas. I was sitting back like it's early on. The vets are the only people I have in this game. Like, uh, like, I mean, yeah, Big Dog Fest, he doesn't he doesn't play like a political game. So it was hard for me to be his closest guy in the house. I'm like, bro. Like what moves like it, it was just it was hard. But uh, I was yeah. kind of surprised coming in because you and I actually uh, and I'll never forget. I was actually filming House, House of, of Villains. Villains and I got a text from you and you're like, bro, we're doing next season. We got Hell a room yeah. together. Hell I was yeah. like done. And I was under the impression that you and Fest still. I mean, because you guys had your, you know, your bad blood uh, dating back to when he set himself in against Nelson. And then they they even showed it on Ride or Dies when Nelly's like, yeah, then I'm working with them. You're like, what? So I assumed that you guys were going to kind of come in with some sort of like, you know, beef or disagreement or whatever, which obviously wasn't the case. So were you ever concerned that that I mean, that that he was potentially going to, I don't know, turn turn uh, turn swords on you as well? I mean, I was walking around with like no true number one at this point. Because obviously I knew you and Wes were as close as you guys were. I'm like, I'm the third wheel when it comes to the vets. Like, and then Fessy, I mean, it was it was hard for me. I just I had to make the moves when I had to make them, stay low-key, but yet have my hand in every pot a little bit, you know, and just kind of do what's best for me. Because at the end of the day, I knew that I was the only person that had my back. So it was hard. It was hard. Very unlikely. That, that doesn't sound like your normal strategy, Corey. No, I never do that. Never only look out for me. I'm not a selfish man. I would never do that <laughs> in bed or in life. <laughs> you made that point. Though. I remember on the, on the show, you were like, I'm at the bottom of this vet alliance. But it's like, dude, they're really, I mean, they're what, I mean, there was three of us. Yeah. I mean, the bottom of the vet wasn't the bottom of like BB's alliance or survivors. Yeah. So I was like, if I'm at the bottom, I guess I'm hanging with the right people right now because the greatest thing, bro, bananas, you and Wes were the best shield I could have had. Anytime people would talk about vets, I'm like, yeah, those vets are big dogs. You know what I mean? I, I wanted you guys to stay. You guys were my shield in the game. So it was great. Well, you had, you had a funny, you. you had a funny, you had a funny way of showing it. All right. <laughs> so going back to that, to that deliberation, because, and again, I've spoke about this in the past. We, we were all at the hotel together. We're like, yo, we're going to ride this thing out. We got to stick with each other. We're never going to say each other's names, whatever. Obviously that went the way that it did. You're saying that your vote went the way that it did based on pressure from your team, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But the way I see it is, like, could you imagine trying to convince, say, Alyssa to vote Alyssa in? Or could you imagine trying to get, like, Chris to vote Sebastian in or something like that? They'd be like, yo, this just isn't good for my game. 
So couldn't that have been couldn't that have been the argument? Because in all honesty, Corey, like you gotta you gotta admit, while yes, you were outnumbered, you could have had an excuse to be like too early on, can't say this guy's name, that sort of thing. So as much as bad blood as we had, if I know it didn't get shown, but that conversation did happen. I said, I see what's going on. I mean, there's only a certain amount of vets. You guys all want to go bananas when bananas is gone. Who's next? Right. They didn't care about that. They, you know, they were so once I heard Big Fest, my number one guy wasn't trying to rock with the vets or with you, at least. I was like, damn, like if I can't convince my number one in this game, how am I going to convince all these other people? And so when he was bandwagoning against you, me and Tori were sitting there like, well, that was one of the numbers that we needed if this vote was going to flip the other way. Wasn't just you guys, though, because I had had a conversation with both Sebastian and Chris in the sauna. Yeah. Um, which is where, I mean, you know how it goes. I mean, all the best decisions are made. Dude, Survivor, Big Brother, they would go in the confessional room. They would come out like rats, just like. It occurred to me the reason that the, the two of them wanted to have that conversation in the sauna was because no cameras, no mics. Right. right? They don't have to be accountable to anything. Anything goes. And basically their argument to me, this is before that vote went down. And another reason why I felt a little bit like kind of blindsided, because I'm like, all right, I figured that I knew how Tori was on my side. I figured, you know, you and you and Fessy at least would be there sort of. But then I felt like I didn't realize how deep seated uh, Fessy's um, somewhat athletic resentment was towards me at the time. Wes actually warned me before coming in. He goes, have you spoke to Fessy? And I was like, no, I was like, we're, we're cool though. He goes, are you sure? He goes, because I think you kind of hurt his feelings <laughs> with the merch you started selling. I'm like, dude, it was a joke. I was uh, like, he basically said I was somewhat athletic and good at stupid shit. I never once tagged him in the post. I just, I but just bananas. You are a sarcastic asshole. That is why you're on House of Villains. You are a villain, dog. Just own it. You're not this good guy. You are a villain and we can't wait to I watch you on a I own it. What I'm saying is what I took what I put out there kind of as like, you know, just razzing him a little bit, giving him yeah. giving him the business, just kind of making a joke about the situation. <laughs> Yeah. It, it, it affected him. And I didn't realize it affected him to the point where I am now going to try and eliminate you from the game because you put someone athletic on a t-shirt and started selling it. I think some of it has to go with him being the competitor. He is, he wants to be seen as the best, right? So obviously just like me coming in my rookie season, you want to be top dog. And I think that's why they choose a lot of the guys that they do is because we're all competitive. We all want to be the best in our field, which is the challenge. And yeah, and we know Big Cat can be a little sensitive. That's the homie and all, but he, you press the wrong buttons and he, you know. Very, yeah, very sensy. All right. Well, I didn't realize that. Anyways, but Sebastian and Chris, we'd had this conversation in the sauna and they were like, listen. They were like, we are at the bottom of this Survivor Alliance. We're basically on our own, even though we have Survivor attached to our names. That's not the way we're going to roll. And I was like, all right, because you see where the numbers are. You see what's happening. You look at the alliance we have, which is way smaller than this massive CBS contingency. And they basically, without saying it, were like, you're good. Your name's not going to come out of our mouth. I think. That kind of held Sebastian held to a little more than Chris did. But once I sat there, okay. And I sat, you know how the, my room, the dungeon was like right outside where the, where the votes took place. Oh yeah. Talk about when you yelled at our vote. You 
Johnny's room is right by where we vote. This fool was listening to our whole nominations, yell something. Our producer's like, Johnny, get the hell out of your room. I said, you're all dead to me. Yeah, he said, you're all dead to me. For the rest of the season, no one was allowed in that room because Johnny was smart enough. One thing you got to respect about Bananas is he will always find a way around the rules, right? He is like, if you haven't watched this Bishop Sycamore documentary on HBO, the team that got on ESPN that wasn't a real school, you remind me of that guy. Ron Johnson is you. You guys are con (laughs) artists at the finest. And, uh, yeah, man, we got – no one could go to that room for the rest of the season while voting happened. Of course, yeah. rules are made to be broken, bro. I'm a listen. I'm an ask. I'm an ask for forgiveness, not permission person. Always been. I've learned. I mean, I, you learn from the best. So, so, I, and I didn't. You know what's funny too? It's not like I was listening to your guys' deliberation because I thought I I had any. I honestly, if you would have asked me, what do you feel like your percentage risk of going in is? I would have maybe said fifteen percent. But At that's that why I think that's why you responded the way you did is because you didn't really see it coming. And you were like, not what at all. The fuck is going on? This is from left field. Like, so I, yeah, I get it. Which is why I, again, was, you know, a, a little bit flabbergasted. And I'm glad I listened. I remember I was sitting there in my suitcase with the door cracked and I was listening <laughs> and I listened towards like the end. So all the, and, and that's the other thing. Uh, you said before, you're like, bro, you didn't hear the deliberation. I said I did, but I actually didn't. All I heard was the votes at the end. All I heard was bananas, 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 bananas. I'm like, and I remember sitting there. I look at, I think Wes and Dusty were in the room. And I'm like, guys, it's going to be me. And they were like, no way. I'm like, yeah. So that's when I knew it was time to put on the somewhat athletic hoodie. Yep, Cause yeah. Because I've been saving it. Because yep. I knew I had one shot before it got taken away. This is right? the moment. And, and again, and I said this on my previous podcast with Paulie. Did I want to do that? No. Did I want to like raise a scene? Like I didn't want to, but I'm like, all right. This show's you wanted to do that ever since you packed that in your suitcase, fool. <laughs> yeah, he packed that ready. He was like, "This ready. is the time. This is this the is moment." The I got now one you're shot. Selling merch, man. Now you're selling merch. I got so one shot at this. All right. Yep. What yep. better time than now? Um, but I just thought it was just it, it was a moment that needed to happen. Uh, which is why I, you know, went kind of full tilt the way that I did, but they didn't actually show I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, they showed our yours and my, like our altercation. Why, what happened? Oh, by the way, a lot of people, went, what happened to your voice? Were you like up all night partying the night before? What happened? Smoking too many cigs? Yeah, probably the the cigs, but the challenge, yeah, I lost my voice. And so I sound like fucking Kermit the Frog. Wes <laughs> tweeted out that I sound like Patrick Mahomes and I started cracking up. <laughs> you did, uh, dude. It's so bad. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they didn't show you and Fess in the gym going at it for like an extra 30 minutes. Like I was actually at the dining room table. It was actually at the dining room table. Yeah. But even in the gym, we had more like, this is one thing I have to say, and I might get in trouble for this, but I'm really seeing the difference between the CBS challenge and the MTV challenge. Right. I, I noticed just in a way that the show is produced a little bit i think cbs it's like more about competition right they haven't really been i mean they've showed us at the club once and at this time we've been going every tuesday and thursday for a couple of times um so just seeing just um how usa is different than the flagship is um something i've noticed so they're not focused as much on like the drama aspect 
Yeah, yeah. Which is what the fans want to see, man. Give the fans what they want. Yeah, I think if they do a little bit more of the drama, it adds a little bit more to each character. You get a little bit more invested. You know, I just feel like, especially right now with it being on twice a week, it's a lot for the audience to digest, you know? Yeah, because that's the thing. is Once we got to the table, and I, and I listen, to Fessy's credit, I've seen him keep his cool in like a lot of situations. Like I've seen people say, like even when uh, like him and Josh have gotten into it in the past, he really like doesn't fly off the handle. But I said something that I think really got under his skin. I think it might've been the comment about um, his, his biceps or him wearing Tyler's shirt. But I mean, dude, he was at the table, like up in my grill. Yeah. Like I was like, holy shit, this is a side of Fessy. I, I, I haven't seen yet. I mean, it wasn't really saying anything that made any sense, but I could tell the guy's fe- feathers were definitely ruffled. Yeah, no, he was he was definitely upset, and I think, uh, yeah, man, give that man an ounce of liquor, you're gonna hear about it. But do you think that's why? Do you think he was upset because Tyler's biceps were bigger than his that episode, or or what? I think he was upset that you didn't give him one of those sweatshirts. I don't know. I'm sending, him, I'm sending him the whole line, bro. I got shorts, sweater. He's getting it all. Good. He's getting it all. <laughs> Good. Um, the vote obviously takes place. L- let me ask you this, just from more of like a macro perspective. After doing the MTV challenge, you just touched on a little bit. They're more focused on the drama, not not necessarily the competition aspect. What was like kind of your overall strategy coming into this season, coming into a CBS season as opposed to an MTV season? Like what what were you thinking? What was like kind of your mindset going in? I mean, going in, I knew that it was going to be CBS versus MTV. I knew they weren't going to welcome us with a red carpet and be like, "Welcome to our show." No, like they obviously wanted to be there. So I think my biggest thing is just go in really good shape so I could handle my own. If it were to happen, I figured I would see, you know, an elimination or two and we'll see if that happens. Um, bro, honestly, Johnny, I took a break before the season. So for me, it was more so have fun, like try to enjoy the process a little bit because I don't know how much longer I'll get these opportunities. So at the same time, you want to go compete, make a great show, but enjoy enjoy it, you know, cause I really did miss the show for taking a break for two years. So just to be back and doing what I love to do was like, hell yeah, let's go. You know, I end up going in against Polly. Any surprise there was this is, is this, can I say this? Can I yes. say that I like the new Polly? think he's a better man. I think he's great, but I miss that old fire that the old Polly used to have. He used to have that fire that almost like I'm going to put fear in you. And now it's not so much there. And I don't know if it was just the season and maybe him being nervous, being back, or maybe like you said, maybe he's grown into a better person, which we want for everybody, but baby, you got to bring that fire back, man. You got to bring that fire back. I think there's a couple things at play. I think one since, I mean, dude, they, they put them on, they put the elf on the shelf for four years. Okay. So I think part of it, he was coming. He's like, I need to be on my best behavior coming in this season. But I also think that, I mean, he, was not, he wasn't put in a position where that had to come out. I mean, I think that was going to probably rear its head at some point. But, dude, I mean, he, he was, was gone itching. episode three. He was yeah. itching, dog. He would wear his big pink coat at the club. He was like, I'm about to make a move. And he just never got the chance to. It was such an underwhelming return. It's just I like, know. oh, man. I know he I know he wished it would have went different. But, um, yeah, man, yeah. I mean, he still made an impact. He still made he still made an impact, though. I mean, you know, he being nominated to go into elimination against me. I said this before. I'm like, 
guys, if I go in, you know, sometimes it's that was actually so cringy. Oh my God. Dude. That gave me the ick. Right when I heard that and I saw a tear fall from his face, I was like, damn, like these dudes really like, they look up to you, bro. I don't know bro. what they see. <laughs> I don't, I don't either, man. I Dang. wish more girl. I wish more girls felt like that about me, but it's just, I got, I got away <laughs> with dudes. What can I say? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I couldn't believe that, man. I was like, damn, this new Polly is great and all, but we need some of that old Polly back. Well, I was in a weird position, obviously. I mean, we were all, both of us, I think, were in weird positions, but I think you were a little more in the know as to what was going on, just because I feel like the blue team was just more connected with the, with the CBS game plan and what was going on there. But also, like, Polly was targeted in a weird way kind of the same as Josh was because they had connections with both the MTV vets and CBS that they were almost looked at as, you know, discardable. Yep. They wanted to get the floaters out of the game and they didn't really know where Paulie lied, but coming into this season, Johnny, one mistake I made on my last season on MTV's flagship show was I didn't have enough conversations, right? I kind of had my ego was getting to me. I was like, I don't even want to have that talk or need to this season. I said, let me put my pride aside and just talk, like just walk in the rooms and be like, Hey, what you guys thinking? Like, and just by doing that, I think it showed people that I'm ready to play some ball, you know? Well, oh, a lot of good. It did us. I thought we had a few <laughs> conversations. You're like, man, we don't talk enough. I was like, all right, Corey, let's talk about some stuff. What do you want to talk we about? It's There's like nothing to do in this show. I love listening to you play the guitar and you serenade us. Like it's great. But um, You're what's up? Let's get this money. How are we going to make moves? What are we, What's our game plan? You're so laid back and such a vet at this point. Bananas is the type to be like, I mean, bro, I'm just trying to stay out of it. You know, if they put me in, they put me in. I'm like, I mean, I get that. I respect that. But let's not let that happen. You didn't care. He's just, where's my guitar? How many notes can I, how many songs can I play? And yeah. Just so you know, it's not like, I feel like you take it as, I'm not talking to, oh, what's Bananas hiding? He's not talking to me. I don't fucking talk to anybody. The reason being, I'm like, anything that I say can and will be used against me. So I'm like, the less that I say, the better. Especially with this, I didn't know who the fuck to talk to because I was so far out of the loop with what was going on in the house. I'm like, it's not like I'm going to be able to move any pieces. We're not winning. Okay. Not only are we not winning, our team is voting against itself. So I just was kind of sitting there just being like, I'm at the mercy of whatever is going to happen. And again, my only play. Okay. And this is why when, when I got voted in, it was like, Oh, we had a team in like, do you want us to put girls in? I was like, would that make me feel a little bit better? Cause it could potentially keep me out of elimination. Yes. But if I don't go in and win and come back and defect I'm going to be in the exact same position right now. So all that's going to do is just give me a one challenge stay of execution. So I was like, let me kill two birds with one stone. Let me defect and make my odds better. And let me exact my revenge. Yes. All in exact. one time. Yeah. And little did we know it was the best move you could have made for us both. So. Okay. But in the moment, in the moment. All right. Yeah. 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 It was great. I, I, beat, I, I beat Paulie. I saw it coming. I saw you it did. coming. Right. You beat Paulie. It's time to the person who sent you in, Corey. Oh, I got to get back to him. I'm like, listen, if he was smart, we would make a fucking strong me, you, Fessy, let's say Chris or Sebastian, whichever one you decided to keep. Like that yeah. team alone would have been. And then 
Now West just joined the blue team. I know. Last episode, you know. This episode is brought to you by Jersey Mike Subs. Jersey Mike's uses only the highest quality of meat sliced right in front of you, piled high with the freshest toppings. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. For me, it's roast beef and provolone with onions, lettuce, tomato, and the juice. You like authentic cheesesteaks? At Jersey Mike's, they're cooked on a real flat top grill. You can hear the sizzle and taste the difference. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Order on the app today or visit jerseymikes.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. How bummed out were you that we started like assembling this uh, vet superpower team that you weren't a part of? I mean, I was pretty pissed off about it. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't think I've truly recovered from the super MTV team that I wasn't a part of. But, you know, um, no, I actually I was just like, all right, I got to help Blue win. Uh, so whatever I can do, you know, got to let them win. I mean, but we did the same, right? The next episode, the semi trucks. All right. Yep. yep. Red gets their first win. It's like I've, I sat there and I like, you know, struggled on this team for three straight challenges. The first challenge that I am not there, you guys finally pull out your dub. How much different was the red deliberation than the blue de deliberation? Which team do you feel oh. like was just more on the same page? My God. I mean, with the blue team, it was like I was like a captain of the team or like a leader, right? Like what I had to say got heard. When I went over to that red team, oh, dog, Josh, he was not having it at the deliberation. And it's a great moment for Josh. I said, bro, I was happy for you, but you could see my face. Like, they were a hot mess. There was lots of personalities, lots of different opinions. Like, it was not a team. I think right when I sat at that deliberation, I said, we are never going to sit here again. Like, I knew. I was like, we're not ever winning anything ever again. And um, it was just completely different, bro. Yeah. I got to say, this is the first time I've seen Josh channel all of this insane unhinged emotional energy yeah in a direction that actually really was a big game move and it kind of put them back on their heels like first it was i mean throwing tori in then throwing me and i think we're, we're we're huge moves for cbs but then us throwing that challenge having you guys win it and then you guys Again, because I had just come from Red, it was like you and I, I think we're both in very good positions for for we both went from a team where they had our backs 
to other teams that we didn't have many relationships with and basically neutralized an entire team from voting our way. Yeah, I think that was that was a great move by you. So thank you for that. You're um, welcome. See, I did that for you, man. That's what I'm saying. I, I, you think you're selfless, Corey. The only reason, the, the main reason I made that move is because I wanted you to feel comfortable and be in a better position than you were in. I appreciate that. You got uh, it, man. Did you know that Josh was going to do that, though? Did you have any idea that w- what his plan was? I mean, yeah, I knew that when Josh rides for you, he like rides for you, right? Like he is not going to get persuaded in any way. And me and Dusty are just looking at each other like, let's just stay strong. I'm looking at Dusty. I'm like, these girls want you to fold, but let's stay strong. And then Josh obviously had his foot on the gas and was just like, I'm not doing it. I'll go stalemate. In my head, I'm like, shit, I'll flip. Like, I'm not taking a stake. I'm not going to stalemate. Fuck you, me. Not me. <laughs> But I stayed strong. I was like, all right, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I think one of these girls will give in. And then sure yep. enough, you know, Tiff said Cassidy and it was over after that. So, um, yeah. well, that's what I told Josh before he went in. I'm like, Josh, listen, if you guys bring this to a stalemate, okay. We were like 30 seconds away. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I told him, I'm like, you bring this to a stalemate. I guarantee some, at least one of the girls in your team will fold. And that's what he did. And, and to his credit, man, I mean, he, he stuck with it and, I mean, it's, it's almost like a game of chicken. It's the first time that I've saw that the audience like really appreciated Josh's game. Yes. You know, I think it was a great move for him and I'm glad that he's getting the love that uh, he deserves. Amanda goes home uh, yep. or she went in. I thought that was in my opinion. Okay. This is the way that I've always seen it is you need to, if you're going to make a decision, if you want, want somebody's gone, you got to look at the decision. Like, do I want this person gone because I dislike them and I don't like being around them? Or do I want this person gone because it's going to benefit my game? And I feel like with Amanda being there, was she a thorn in the side of like Michelle and, and Tori and certain people? Yes. But was she a danger to their game? I'm like, dude. And, and like I said, it's like you have bigger fish to fry, right? Or that's what actually that's what Tori said. So I thought that sending her in, was kind of a weak move. I mean, if you guys wanted to, if, if, if the house wanted to make a big move and if the, and cause Desi's going in, you want to get rid yeah. of a strong girl, throw in another strong girl. Well, I think that's where the hopper gets involved because I'm sure other people had votes. I don't know exactly how the layout. Amanda had nine. Oh, she had nine. Oh, that was the nine. Vote. Yeah. I mean, basically it just shows that we hadn't, we didn't really have too much power in the house. You know, numbers are numbers. Survivor got together. They wanted to please their girl, Desi. Desi played West, told him I want one thing and then told everyone wow. else different way. West poor got West. played. Oh man. I don't want to hear poor Wes anymore, man. He played that whole card <laughs> all fucking season. Poor me, me. <laughs> Man, feel bad for me, but you sleep all day, bro. Like it's not, it's not my fault. You you put yourself in this situation, man. But, and that's um, what I told them. I'm like, listen, some of the best players in the game and some of the best strategy is somebody that has everything to do with a vote or a decision being made or swaying somebody to do something. But when the body's on the floor, they're nowhere around. Okay. Yeah. Yep. When the fire gets started, they're not standing right next to it with the can of gasoline. And nope. Wes wants to be the person standing over the body, wants to be the person standing over the ga- can of gasoline because he needs the validation and the credit for a move being made when it's like, no, Wes, the better play is for you to do something. Like, dude, CT's a master at this. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he does. The it bomb goes the off. 
the and and he's a hundred miles away, dude. When 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 the bomb goes off, you know. And Wes needed. I felt this is what I think Wes's big mistake was this he season. Wants, he wants the validation credit. of yes. the credit of like this was my move. I was the mastermind, you know. So, but then what happens with that? Then guess who everybody comes after then. Right. Yep. Wes, he's the target number one now. Everyone, public enemy number one. And he, because I'll never, I, I remember him coming to me before and being like, I have no control on the green team. There's nothing I can do. They're, they're in complete, you know, they're, they're not going to listen to what I have to say. Then after they won the, the box challenge where they're carrying the boxes, he's like, all right, I think I got them. They're going to do what I want them to do. And he's running around the house basically being like, whatever the green team's vote is, I'm the one that masterminded the vote. And it's like, I told him, like, dude, it's not smart. You should just let them do what they want to do. And you're just, you just sit back. You're a cog in the wheel. Cause guess what? Guess who they're going to come after once the votes go, if you're the one taking credit for, for, for the vote. And that's exactly what happened to him. Yep. And he was depressed and sad for the whole season. So, yeah. So love is in the air a little bit this season. We yep. got, we got Seabass yep. and, and, and Tori. Yep, it's only right. You can't have a challenge without a good old love story, man. I mean, that's how I made a name for myself when I first started. And we all know you've had your your fair share. So it's like, you know, we, we enjoy a good love story. So Tori and uh, Sebastian, then you got Alyssa and Tyler. It was good, man. It's always It's always fun to see. Now, the Alyssa and Tyler thing, I think that's still heating up. Yeah, I think we're still putting a little bit of flames under that one to see it really burn and take off. And hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we can uh, really see that thing take the next step. Yep. We'll see if uh, we'll see if Wes and I are able to con Tyler into uh, getting to first base, because I think he's still in the batting cage at this point. Yeah, I think so. I think he's warming up, warming up. So uh, episode five on Thursday. Green wins. Okay, so this is coming off of, uh, again, this is the box challenge. I know we're a little bit okay. behind, but yep. Green wins the challenge. We come up as the vets with a brilliant, brilliant plan. Operation Hat Trick is born. Yes, yes. You, myself, Tori, Josh, all make a plan. In your words, what was Operation Hat Trick and why was it one of the greatest strategies ever devised? In my words, Operation Hat Trick was to help Bananas and Tori better their position in the game. I was chilling. I had no enemies in the game. These fools had the, they felt the heat. Everyone wanted them out. And they were like, yeah, let's do this move. I was like, yeah, this move's great for you guys. So I went along with it. Do you think I voted that? Hell no, I did not. I'm sorry. I think I voted for Dusty. I was like, Dusty's got to go. Um, I mean, it was a great plan. It all sounded good on paper, but it didn't really benefit people that already were in a good position in the game because now everyone's going to be like, well, shit, you voted for me, blah, 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 blah. But I have to give you and Tori credit for masterminding that plan and for us at least uh, executing it to a certain degree. It was great to see all the vets get along. Yeah. Do you know who else did not vote for the name they pulled out of the hat? Um, Josh. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't do, think. Do you know who else didn't go with the name they pulled out of the hat? Yeah, Fessy. <laughs> okay do you know who else didn't go with the name they pulled out of the hat yeah bananas you voted for yes. best. <laughs> the best plan ever no one followed that damn plan 
Tori was the only one. But the beauty <laughs> in it, the beauty yes. in it is that she executed it perfectly and it was her plan. So it was like she came up with this plan and had one ball she put on Alyssa was the reason she went home. Great. But also, here's the thing about it is the reason, it, again, the reason it worked is it doesn't matter who, who you voted for. As long as everybody just had a random vote, and that's what ended up happening. And that's why I thought, at least for my opinion, I was like, okay, I, pull, I think I pulled Chanel or Tiffany. I'm like, definitely not saying their name. I was like, yeah. if I say Fessy's name, A, it gives me kind of a little bit of the retribution that, that, that I want. I mean, I couldn't take his spot because he was on my team. But if I throw a ball his way, who knows? Maybe that one ball goes his way. But also, it's just going to further create confusion. And it's going to also confuse him, which it did. The guy hasn't had one ball in his name the entire season. And he gets one. And, and he like had like, a, he's like, I can't believe who, who did this. No, no, no. He said he voted for himself. He said he voted for himself. And I was like, and I'm like, I'm supposed to be his number one at this point. I'm like, what? You voted for? No, you didn't. Like, I know you want to seem like this big badass and you voted for yourself just to, yeah, you did not do that. And he was, he was stressed about that one vote. And I would laugh at him. I'd be like, bro, you're really like sitting here in this hot tub talking to me about your one ball. Like I could care less. I'm catching three or four every time. Well, the best, well, the best part about it though was, when he was saying that, he, he's literally right after the elimination's over, we're sitting there, we're, we're sitting under the rafters or by our tent that they would stuff us in uh, with our snacks. They were like, go to your tent and eat snacks. And he's sitting there being like, I was like, so Fess, who do you think voted for you? He goes, I voted for myself. Meanwhile, he's telling the guy who voted for him that he voted for himself. I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, makes, makes, com makes complete sense. We then come to the next episode, episode six which was the one, which is the one we just watched uh, us all stuck to the friggin' plexiglass. Yes. Um, I kind of feel bad for Wes only because Wes kind of got conned in to voting for Cassidy by his team. But then she, he's the one that she wants eliminated at this point. Right. Yeah. They treat Wes like a bad stepchild. They just they throwing Wes around, having a vote wrong to put a target on himself. He was a mess, man. Um, but yeah, we saw he went into elimination, handled business, probably a very uh, controversial elimination, we can all say. And uh, he pulled it off, though. So props to him and getting uh, even a better elimination record. I mean, I'll tell you this. After Dusty went the first round, it seemed like he was off that thing in 30 seconds. Yeah. Wes, who, Wes, who claims to be like this mastermind in eliminations and having it all figured out, starts off on his hands and knees. I'm like, Wes, I'm not sure if doggy style position is the way you want to go on this. I think you want to be on your feet. It's like, it's two things with him. It's either his plan is really going to work and he's going to look like a mastermind or he does the dumbest shit ever. And you're like, why did you make this difficult when it didn't need to be that? It's the give and take. And yeah, and I think this season you can really see sometimes the masterminding is great and other times it backfires. I don't know. I think he lost his mojo. We're, yeah. We've got to oh, put definitely. an APB on Wes's mojo because it's nowhere to be found. Wes lost his mojo and we need Paulie to get that fire back. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Trivia. Everyone. Okay. Here's the weird thing about this, this challenge out of all of the trivia challenges that we've done heights or water. This to me was the least scary we've ever done. And there were people who were, Bruh, I didn't, I hated this one. I hated this one. Why? I don't know. Like, what why was it, was it so much worse? 
Why was this one worse? Like, like, oh, here's the thing. At least you knew if you were gonna fall. You're falling feet first, okay? You don't. Maybe not. You're gonna. You're gonna know a few seconds before because you're gonna slip off this thing. But you're gonna fall feet first. The ones that I hate is where you're suspended, dangling backwards by your chest, and you don't know when they're gonna pull the ripcord and drop you into the water on your back. I'm like, at least I'm falling feet first. Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely have something with the feet first. And like, as I slid down, I pushed off so then I could look at the water. I don't know, man. That felt really high. I had no real strategy going into this thing. Dusty's ass is sweating up a storm because he wanted to take lit pre-workout. And I'm like, bro, why are you this wet next to me? He's telling me, Corey, hold me up. I said, Dusty, don't fucking touch me because I can't hold you up. Like, you're going to mess up my whole get-go. Like, don't touch me. And he... Listen, he weighs about a hundred pounds. He should have been able to I know. hold himself up. Like all the challenges I thought that he would really stand out surprisingly didn't really go his way. But yeah, man, I thought, you know, smaller you are, the easier it is to stick to that thing, but it didn't Apparently work out. Apparently like not. Yeah. Well, it was funny because like three questions in, I, cause I was like sitting up the entire time. I basically was using the bottoms of my feet. Like I, everyone else is like sitting there like bugs on glass. I'm like, guys, like just the soles of your, of your water boots are the stickiest thing. Just use those. But I remember looking over cause I kind of had a view of what everyone's doing. And he, I mean, he was halfway off by like question three and I didn't know why. And, and this is, this is why it's because dusty played by the rules. I'm talking, if they told you not to put your hands above this line, he would not do that. He was so by the book. Meanwhile, you look at me, my whole arm is above the line. I'm like, I just don't want to fall in this water. And I think you can really tell, like, the vets, we know how the game is played. We've done this for a long time compared to some of the new kids that, um, you know, follow the rules and A-plus students. Yeah, like I said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, especially in this game. Yep. And, in, and in life. So yeah. uh, we obviously want to, I mean, after the limit, after this challenge is over, I got to say, the greatest part which CBS conveniently blurred out because I hit the water before oh, the rest yeah. of the blue team. I mean, the booty shot we had, I was like, this is no wonder they wanted to keep us up there as long as they did. The blue team had some cheeks on the glass, baby. Wasn't too bad to be out at that time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ass to glass, bro. That was the, yes. that was our strategy. Yeah. You guys killed that one, man. You guys did really good. Well, it was about time. I finally, finally got my, uh, my much needed, um, my much needed vote. However, Wes and and Tiffany both get voted in. How much do you think Wes getting voted in had to do with him again taking complete responsibility for the way that the prior vote went? I think the flow in the house is something that doesn't get talked about enough, right? So uh, the episode before Wes is taking all this credit, like and Cassidy the, goes in, all the spotlights on him now, and so. Let's be real in the house. Maybe it's only a day or two that goes by. So the tension is still very much high and everyone's focused on West. And if they get that opportunity, then they're like, they're coming for them. So yeah, didn't really work out the best. I mean, uh, like I, I, I knew it was, and there was nothing I could do. I felt like I was in, I felt like I was in your position. No, you could have had his back more than you did, Johnny. You could have had his back. You kicked that dog when it was down. I can't talk, though, because, listen, I did a move earlier this season. But then you did the same exact move, and no one's saying shit about it. So I'm like, oh, man. 
Hypocrite at its finest, man. I learned from the best, Corey. I was like, well, yes. hold on. Hold up. If Corey <laughs> could get away with this, so could I. But it is funny because I was sitting there after the votes all went a certain way, and I was like, oh, so this is what it must have felt like to be Corey. Yeah, exactly. There's, I mean, why yeah. put yourself out there when it's like the uh-huh. votes are already done? <laughs> Look at that. Wow. You know what? I guess you can teach an old dog new tricks. There Um, you go. Wes obviously tries to whip the votes to go a girl's way. Doesn't happen. Uh, Michelle's running around the house trying to get votes to go for Dusty. So we all know, you know, which which way which way that goes. We'll talk about the elimination here for a second. I mean, I think I've never seen what you say. Be careful. I've never seen an elimination come down to untying. Like we, I think we all thought that the untying of the steering wheels and the untying of the ropes was just going to kind of be a, I don't know, just, just a formality or just kind of like a barrier to the actual challenge, which was going to be turning this, this crank. Right. Right. And we saw Dusty get knocked off like right away. I think everyone was like, all right, there's Wes is going to absolutely smoke this thing. And the fact that he didn't, and it came down to. We, I mean, me too. I went up and I gave Wes a goodbye speech, dude. I'm like hugging this guy covered in mud. I'm like, this is the last time we're going to see him. Yeah. Um, I mean, you must have thought he was gone too, right? I mean, it just, so you have great eliminations and then you have ones that look great, but they just don't hit. And I think this is one of those ones where production and everyone, great plan. It's a great elimination, but it just didn't hit. The It just it wasn't there. And I think me personally, obviously, I like physical eliminations because I just feel like that's what made me a fan of the show in the beginning. So I always gravitate towards the physical eliminations. And, you know, um, ones like this are cool, too. But it just even being there, you can agree, like, while we're watching this, like, how do you really cheer? Like, how do you like there was no moment where it's like, yeah, go, go, go. I mean, untie it. Yeah. Pull the rope faster. Yeah, it's just you got good ones and you got bad ones, and that just wasn't one of my favorite eliminations. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone was like, "Oh, dude, you 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 like prematurely like gave him his farewell," but I was like, "West thought he lost too." I'm sorry, even even West thought he lost. Not one person, not one person on the cast thought West won. I mean, like you said, West himself thought he lost. The minute he dropped, he put his head down. So like, we were all like, "Yeah, you know." Well. He's coming back into okay, so then he defects obviously to uh, our team, puts Chris on green, which is kind of a good move. Obviously, this puts Wes in a better position, but it also puts Chris on an island because he's now on a team that's the majority big brother. I mean, yeah, big brother, survivor on big brother. And he's already told the green team that they're a bunch of bitches in the most in the most beta male way possible. You remember that? That was one of the, and listen, listen I'm coming he back was, and I'm coming for all you bitches. Bitches. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. What can we expect from the CBS folks, man? Whenever you vote against yeah. someone, they come back. So it's a little bit different. And then do what? <laughs> huh? And then, and do, then what? do what? And then do what? We rally the fucking troops and take all you Little bitches out. I think, um, yeah, that was a that was a funny moment. I'm not gonna lie. When Chris said that, I was like, "That is not natural. You are doing something that does not come natural no. to you, my friend." Like, does not roll not, off the tongue the way it no, should. No, not at all. And so, 
Yeah, I just think we're set up for, I mean, it's going to get good with all these teams and where everyone is. Chris is now teamed up with Green. He hates the Green guys, kind of working with some of the girls. I'm on the red team. You know, you got you and all the MTV stars on the blue team. It's going to get good, man, and I'm excited for the next, these next couple episodes. Is it safe to say that this, I guess, stranglehold that, that, that the uh, CBS contingency had on the game has kind of at this point, I mean, been, been been nullified to an extent. I mean, that's what it seemed that that's the way it felt in the house. It really felt like after the semi truck challenge, after you guys won, after Josh steamrolled that 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 nomination and sent in two people from Green, it really seemed like that was when the the, the show the game like really flipped. The numbers flipped. Yeah, I think now. I mean, we just created blurred lines. You know, even if the hat plan didn't go like we thought it was going to go. I think we just created more confusion. The more chaos, like Josh said on the show, the better for us. So at that point, I mean, it was almost like a free for all, you know, um, no one really knew who was going where. And so, um, I just think now we're getting to the juice of the season and, uh, it's going to get good. So do you think that this new strategy that Wes has, which is basically walking around the house like a like like a beat dog and getting sympathy from everyone do we think this is going to work or we think it's too late no the cbs folks were cold-blooded they could care less they enjoyed watching Wes walk around with his head down they're like good we're gonna keep kicking you while you're down and that's how that season went um but yeah no i i think uh wes has got to find his mojo back yeah i want to i want to see that fire that spark from him and um, and hopefully this season we get to see that. Yeah. I don't know, though, man. I want to read you something that he put out. Did you see his tweet from last night? I didn't see it till this morning. But bro, uh, this is what this is. Dude, this is Wes's, Wes's tweet from last night. He said, the long and the short of this, I'm done. It's mounting entrepreneurial responsibilities paired with becoming a father. Coupled with doing nothing to anyone and still having people trash my name behind my back in interviews, I'm above this. The tone of that is exactly how he came on this season. Feel bad for me. You know, like, it, I don't know, man. I think this is what's going to happen. Is he done? I mean, he, he kind of made it official now on Twitter. Is he done? Is this the last week we're going to see a Bergie? No, no. We will see Bergie again. We will see Leroy again. Those are two people who say they're done. And everyone thinks it's easy to walk away. It is the hardest thing to do. Golden I mean, it's just, like, it's just like an athlete leaving a sport that you've played for 15 plus years. When it comes to you and West, man, like you guys are the challenge. You guys came onto this show, took it to a new level. And now you're like grandfathering it. Right. And so, um, it's, it, it's going to be a hard day to walk away. I don't know when that day is going to come for me. It's not anytime soon. But I, I want to see Wes back. I think he brings a lot to the show. I've been a fan of Wes for a long time. As long as he doesn't come back with that sad-ass, puppy-ass, that soft-ass shit. Come on, man. Like, come on, man. You're the GOAT. Bring some of that energy with you. My favorite part about it is, like, now that I've seen all the people trashing my name behind my back, it's like, Wes, have you ever been on the show before? That's what yeah, we like, do. You like, talk what? shit. He acts like he doesn't know how the show works. Or like he like, doesn't do it too. Yeah, he's the number one dude. Come on, man. It's, it's funny, man. Love Wes. We'll see him again. He's not done. I'm excited to see where this season goes from here on out. All right? Yeah. Uh, yep. To anyone's guess, there's a lot still left in the tank. And uh, let's hope that from here on out, 
the vets could stick together, put our shit behind us, and who knows, man? I don't know. There might be a season we come on and we actually don't 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 turn swords on each other. But you know, yeah, I mean, it might be season eleven for me. It didn't really happen season ten, so we'll just keep adding <laughs> adding those up. Um, all right, dude. So if anyone wants to find you, where can they uh, find you on the so- on the social meds? On the social, man, Corey Wharton underscore IG. Got the YouTube channel, the Wharton family, uh, TikTok. You guys know the big shebang, but um, yeah, man. It's a good season. Thank you for having me, bro. Appreciate it. It's my second time on this thing. You got it, brother. Thanks for stopping by the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast where the tea flows like wine and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm Oprah and I love you. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.